How are everybody? Welcome back into the cheesesteaks in the 700 level. It is officially draft week here. NFL draft set to start on Thursday night with the first round before uh, finishing up on Friday and Saturday. Uh, we'll be doing our second and final mock draft for the Eagles uh, for this year's first round. Well, we're going to do a full seven-round draft here for the Eagles, I should say. Um, before we get into our mock draft for the Eagles, uh, Austin, uh, we do have uh, the Sixers to talk about because last time we talked about the Sixers, I think they were um, up 3 nothing at that point. Or they yeah, were up either two, or was two. Yeah, it was either it was one of those two. But either way, the Sixers at one point or in the series were up three nothing on the Toronto Raptors, and now they're up three two. The last two games have been pretty ugly for the Sixers, both offensively and defensively. Um, and there's a lot of concern if this is going to be a repeat of last season when they fell to the Atlanta Hawks in the playoffs, because it looks like this Sixers team just is playing with uh, no urgency, no heart. Uh, And on the other hand, uh, the Raptors seem to be playing with, uh, well, nothing to lose because at this point uh, they are truly playing with their backs against the wall season on the line every night. Yeah. And I know the Embiid injury has a lot to do with it. Embiid, you can tell is struggling. You know, he winces every so often, his teammates see it. The other team sees it. Somebody's got to step up. Um, Tobias Harris has stepped up, but unfortunately the guy you traded for doesn't look like the scorer that we thought we were getting. He's become more of the point guard facilitator. And I mean, we're not getting scoring. Like, you know, it was bad, especially last game when Danny green, look like your best offensive threat at one point. Danny Green. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. it felt like games one and two, they had a pretty good game plan of what they wanted to do offensively, how to attack this Raptors team. And just since then, it, it, it feels like they have no clue what to do. They, they, they've, if things don't go their way right away, they get frustrated and just kind of lose, lose. I don't even know yeah. the correct wording for it, but it, it, it feels like they have no game plan out there. And when Harden is, I, I don't even know how you, his effort in game five was horrible. Uh, it, it was kind of that James Harden people have always weren't warned about. And, yeah, he he has to be better than that. Uh, he has to take more than eleven shots in a playoff game, especially when you see your number one scoring option, your top player, yeah. the guy who should be league MVP, is struggling because of a thumb injury. You need better out of Harden. I mean, Maxi, they was having a bad night. I mean, it just it's those type of games when you need Harden the most to step up. And I mean. Harden's had some strong showings at times so far, but for the most part, his brief career here in Philadelphia has been quite disappointing. Well, and it not only has that been disappointing, but you would think with a hobbled Scotty Barnes and Fred Van Vliet isn't playing, that you should have zero problem attacking this. Raptors team at one point they were playing with four forwards on the on the court they were playing with five I believe at one point yeah like you need to take advantage of that you know the biggest thing going into the series was is Nick the coaching battle between Nick Nurse and and Rivers and game one and two the Sixers looked better coached and they look like they had a handle in all this. And now all of a sudden the tides have turned. Like you said, they the aggressiveness, the almost will of this team outside of Tobias Harris is gone. Yeah, I mean, you put it great there. I mean, games one and two, Doc Rivers is kind of 
coaching circles around Nick Nurse and was doing a fantastic job. And since then, Nick Nurse has showed why he's one of the best coaches in the NBA, has a title to his name, and put a Raptors team that isn't overly talented near close to the 50 win mark this season. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's everything about that game five performance out of the Sixers was just so disappointing. And I just, I mean, you're in a horrible spot now. You've lost two straight. You're going up to Toronto now where the Raptors are going to have the entire country of Canada behind them. They're incredibly hard to beat at home. And I mean, the, I know they won game three, the Sixers won game three, but let's not act like they were the better team in game three. The Sixers won game three by complete luck and by chance that Joel Embiid hit the biggest shot of his life at that point. Uh, it's just that the, the last three games have been really concerning. Uh, and the fact that they couldn't close out at home, uh, I, I don't want to go to a game seven against this Raptors team. No, and you and I did say going into this series that we thought it was going to go six games. Our expectations changed once the Sixers went up 3-0 because, you know, up until game three, like you said, we looked like the better team. We looked like, you know, the dominant team. And now all of a sudden we're at game six. Potentially game seven could come on Saturday. And, I mean, there's there's just some things that, like, there needs to be adjustments. You know, I mean, you need more out of Maxi. You need more out of Harden. Clearly, the rotations aren't working. I mean, at what point do you put, like, B-ball Paul at, like, forward with Embiid on the court? Like, or or at this point, I hate to say this because you know I don't even like the guy, but Furcon for three-point you know, some sort of offense that dude um, like can get hot, you know, like the rotations, whatever they are, they're not working. Yeah. And I mean, this was the major concern heading into the playoffs too, is that we were looking at the Sixers team and Doc's rotations and how they just seemingly were not working, not gelling at all and how questionable they were at times. And uh, it, after those first two, three games, it, it's gone back to that norm. And it's, there's just so much wrong with this team the last three games. And I, I'm, I, at first, I wasn't super concerned about Embiid's thumb injury. Now, based off the last two games, I'm pretty concerned because it looks like it's already having quite the impact on him. Um, I mean, and yeah. I, I, I mean, Joel's got to recognize about... that, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I think Furcon getting more minutes is something you have to think about because you can't have Matisse out there going one for eight, shooting six shots in a playoff game where you're down double digits most of the second half, and t- going one for six in those six shots. I mean, it's just an yeah, airballing a layup. The entire. <laughs> the entire entire team needs to step it up, and I just don't know if they if I'm if they don't win Game Six, I I think there's a good chance they lose this series, and I think that would be the that would make them the first team in NBA history uh, to lose a series after being up three nothing. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds right. Um, yeah, I mean. I think for me, I need to see Joel, since his thumbs hurt, I need him to recognize he's limited. You know, he keeps switching to the left hand and trying to dribble. It's not working. Touch the ball also, and pass it away, stop, you know? Yeah, also stop playing up in up near the, the, the line Hard, and, yeah. or even at the top of the key and get down into yeah. – the post where you're going to be able to get those easier shots where it, you don't have to rely as much on the power coming out of your hand. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's an easier bucket and you could even, he could even go left-handed, you know, baby hook or left-hand layup or get fouled. Like, yeah, the, the problem with him going down low is that they're going to hack his hand. They're just going to do it. But 
they're going to get in foul trouble if that's the case. He's going to go to the free throw line, and it's a higher percentage shot regardless. Um, yeah, I mean, the, like you said, the longer the series goes, the more you worry. And, um, I mean, we were dead on, you know, with our prediction of six six games, hopefully six. It's just, unfortunately, it looked like our expectations were going to change, and I uh, guess not now. Yeah, and it, I mean, the other thing is after you go up 3-0 and before you, we know of Embiid's stomach, we were thinking, all right, maybe this team can actually make some sort of run here in the playoffs. But then after the last two games, you go back to thinking, I mean, what's the point here? We're, even if we win this series, there's no chance we get out of the next round. Um, whether you play Boston, who swept the Nets, yeah. or you play uh, the Heat, I can't remember what that series yeah, is we, off the top of my head, but no matter who you face in that series, I, I'll put the Sixers as the underdog right now. Yeah. It, it just, uh, the way this series has turned on its head so quickly is, is amazing. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of concern on my end. Uh, even if they, like I said, even if they win on Thursday, it just feels like kind of a waste of time. Cause I think we all know how uh, the season's going to end uh, and it's going to end next round. Probably, probably in five or six games, if I had to guess, because the way this team is playing right now is just a team that could get beat by some of the worst teams in the league. Because uh, you have your big man MVP is injured, your forty million dollar point guard is been. I don't even know how you want to describe Harden's play. It's lackluster. Yeah, disappointing. Disappointing, lackluster. Tobias is showing up, but I mean, Maxi, I have tons of faith in, but he's still a guy who's still learning the league to a degree. And is, I mean, this is only his second playoff run. And this is, I, I mean, a little bit more pressure on him this year than there was last year. Yeah. And I think it, it definitely didn't help that he started off game one and two out of his mind. You know, and that set the tone for the expectations for him in games three and four and five. And, I mean, he looks like he's pressing. You know, like, it, it looks like he's trying to do too much. You know, like, there there was a couple times, I think, last night where he had an open three, and instead of just shooting it, he tried to beat the guy for a layup, and he just ran, you know, under the basket and then had to kick it out. Like, he, I think it's almost like an overthinking kind of thing, but um, I mean, we will see the Sixers do play seven o'clock on Thursday, um, during the draft, well, right before the right, break. yeah, right before the draft. I mean, the good news is, is I think as that game's ending, is when about the, the first couple picks will be for the draft because the draft tends to be what 8 30, really, even though they say eight o'clock. Yeah, I mean, by the time the game's ending, we should be getting, I would say, close to the Eagles' first pick. Yeah, which which could be a good segue. Um, you know, if they win, if the Sixers win, fantastic. You're not worrying about it. But, um, I mean, people, you know, it's going to be hard to not to try to pay attention to both. Absolutely. Uh, let, let's stop that. Uh, disappointment talking. Let's <laughs> let's have some uh, optimism here. Optimism here, and switch our focus to the NFL draft. We'll uh, do our Eagles for seven round mock draft here using the PFF draft mock draft simulator. We will have trades in this draft uh, if we believe they're smart. Um, so so just using the default settings uh, and. Let's just uh, dive right into this and uh, Austin. And I guess before we do that, um, what are our goals here with the Eagles mock draft? Do we want to target any positions at 15 and 18 over the others? Is there any position we want to at least find an answer to before, say, the fourth round or so? Um. I mean, I know last time we did it, we didn't 
address corner. I'm I'm still I think you and I kind of like the uh, best player available type of uh, drafting. Um, kind of do it how that we think that how we think the Eagles are gonna do it. Not necessarily you know us, but um, yeah, I I know early on. Hopefully the um, Eagles will use a pick on a corner. So we'll see if, you know, if the board lines up the way we're hoping or, you know, uh, we, we just got to see how the board falls. I agree. Now let's, let's get right into this then. And we will read off uh, each pick since we are going to be, um, you know, looking for potential trades up. So uh, the Jaguars to start the draft have taken uh, Georgia defensive end Trayvon Walker. Walker has been a guy here that uh, has Rising. flown up draft. Uh, yeah, has flown up draft boards over the last couple uh, days and weeks. And Monday morning is when he became the favorite to go number one. Uh, so watch out for Trayvon Walker to go number one. I'm guessing number two, we're going to see Aiden Hutchinson come off the board to the Lions. And actually, Ooh. that is false. We got our first surprise. Um, Again, this is going by the default PFF settings, which I do I do think favors uh, public uh, picks over uh, the PFF board to a degree. Uh, but going here, number two is Ahmad Gardner from Cincinnati, the cornerback. Uh, a shocker. I thought they would go Aiden Hutchinson here. Holy and number crap. three, uh, the or uh, the Oregon defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau goes to the Houston Texans. If I was Houston here, I would I would think uh, of a Thibodeau, but I'd also potentially look for an offensive lineman. I think there's three guys at the top of the draft offensive line wise, or Hutchinson. Yeah, uh, um, that could be really um, big for the. Sorry, let me go back to the offensive line quickly, Evan. Neil, uh, Charles Cross, and uh, again, uh, Inwaku's first name. Um, either way, um, three guys I think could go pretty high. But either way, uh, Thibodeau goes through the the Texans. At number four, we have Derek Sinley Jr. off the board to the Jets. Ekam Ikwanu to the um, Giants. Number six, Aiden Hutchinson to the Panthers. We're at seven with the Giants, Austin. Yeah, um, I I would say six is that spot. I think the Eagles would look to trade up to. I know I mentioned it last time. Unfortunately, both corners are gone. You know, I mean, both big name corners. Yeah, yeah, both of the top two corners you'd look at um, are gone. That's the spot. You know, you would think, but. Um, a tough break, you know, tough break. Absolutely okay. a tough break. Um, Charles Cross to go to the Giants in this mock draft at number seven. I do like that pick for the Giants. Um, we're at the Falcons who need a quarterback, so we could see a quarterback off the board here at to the Falcons or at number nine to the Seahawks. Um, yeah, so honestly, I, could I see guess... anything. Garrett Wilson, you could see. A quarterback, you could see the see what line. Happens here. Uh, they have the Falcons taking Evan Neal, and the Seahawks will take Garrett Wilson. That so we're at 10 shit. now. Jameson Williams is still on the board uh, for the for us to potentially trade up for. Um, I The way PFF has it, I don't have who's available on – my screen, but I could narrow it down for you. Uh, we also have Kyle Hamilton, Jameson Williams, George Galoftis, Trent McDuffie, Drake London, Devin Lloyd, all on the board. Devontae Wyatt. There's plenty of names. Do we want to potentially trade up here to number 10? Uh, or do we want to play the dice for another uh, pick or so and see what happens? Um, Eagles are what? They're f- we're five picks away. Five picks away. So I mean, who would you be targeting uh, at ten? So right now, five picks away. That means we're guaranteed one of Kyle Hamilton, Jason, Jameson Williams, George Carl Loftus, Trent McDuffie, 
uh, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Devin Lloyd. So sure. plenty of options here. I think. I, I think not, if I don't think. Go ahead. I, I would like Jam. I I would like Jameson Williams, um, but at the same time, I don't necessarily see the need to necessarily trade up when there is a Drake London and Garrett. Uh, sorry, uh, Chris Olave still on the board. Um, yeah, the only guy I could see the Eagles trading up to get if he's there at ten is Kyle Hamilton. Sure, and he's still on the board. Um, so we could do it. I'm I'm kind of inclined to sit and wait, but if I mean, if yeah. you're I will sit and Kyle, let's sit and wait. We'll see what happens right here. There they took Kyle, Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> All right, so Commanders are up. So to be fair, think if you think about are... it too, if Kyle Hamilton, you know, like. Look at the Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers last year. Eagles wanted to go get either J.C. Horn or Sertain. Uh, Panthers said no because they were going to take them. Same with uh, Denver. So, I mean, sometimes that happens. The Jets, if they were planning on taking Kyle Hamilton, they probably wouldn't make the trade with the Eagles anyway. Exactly. Uh, Commanders, I don't think would be making any trades with the Eagles necessarily. Um, Though... It is possible. Uh, I'm going to just let it play this one out here. Uh, Jameson Williams goes to the, to the commanders. Uh, so that's, but that's the thing we risk. We risk by not trading up to the jets. If we wanted a Jameson Williams or Kyle Hamilton, is they're now both off the board. Um, Vikings are up here. The Vikings are a team that needs a corner. They didn't have, um, Obviously, this would be a place where Stingley could fall to, but I, I mean, Carlaftis is still on the board. McDuffie, Drake London, Devin Lloyd. Are we just going to play it here, or are we going to look to trade up here? Um, honestly, I think I, mean, I think he. I guess at this point is, who do we want the most out of? Carlaftis, McDuffie, Drake London. Devin Lloyd, Devontae Wyatt, Nicobe Dean, Jordan Davis. Um, probably uh Devin Lloyd probably is who I would want the most out of all of them. I would say Devin Lloyd or George Carlaftis, right? Yeah. yeah, but you could probably wait anyway at 15 and get Carlaftis. It's more of Devin if you think Devin Lloyd uh makes it. And that is the risk because uh the Texans on BFF need every position, but don't necessarily maybe perhaps would take a linebacker there. Uh, the Vikings nor the Ravens need a linebacker, um, but both the Vikings and Ravens need corners and edge defenders slash defensive line. Yeah. So we could see Trent McDuffie and George Karloftis go off the board here, but I think we're in a good spot where we could get a, a, a Devin Lloyd fall to the Eagles yeah. here. So do we want to, Play it Roll safe it. here. Do we want to try to trade up? And I say, I say, uh, we, I say, we sit. Dead. Okay. And here goes Devin Lloyd happens. right here. Three, two, one. All right. So Carl Aftis to the Vikings, and Lloyd there's... to the Texans, McDuffie to the Ravens. That brings up the Eagles. Um, so, Interesting. you're asking me who the Eagles should take. I would say Nicobe Dean. Yeah, I'm either De- I'm either Devontae Wyatt or Nicobe Dean at 15. I do like Wyatt as well. Um, the guy and people are going to say you don't need we don't need him. We have Jason Kelsey. And that's true, but Tyler Linden, Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa, he is going to be one of the best centers in the NFL for the next decade plus. And there's a strong chance he's going to fall out of the first round in this draft. Um, I don't think there's any chance he goes take him. I just wanted to get that out of the way, say that. So yeah. when uh, he goes on to be an uh, all pro center multiple times over the next decade, goes on to Hall of Fame. I told career, you so. Yeah. I, I could say I told you so. Um, all right. So we both won to Kobe Dean or Devontae Wyatt here. Um, there's two picks in between the 15 and 18 picks. So we'll be back up shortly again. Um, 
Andrew Booth Jr. is still also on the board as a potential option. Um, Here's so, what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Fletcher Cox is probably going after this year. Yes. The, they prioritize defensive line way more than they do linebacker. Yes. So if I'm the Eagles, I think they're looking at Devontae Wyatt at this pick. I I don't know what your your uh, mindset is, but that's what uh, is probably going through my head. What about you? Um, the way I look at it is Devontae Wyatt would be a great – I would be fine with that pick. I don't think it's a huge need necessarily. I think it's a need. I don't think it's their biggest need, I should say. Sure. I think the biggest need is a linebacker, and I think that Kobe Dean gives you – I'm not saying he's going to be Micah Parsons, but I think yeah. he gives you a Micah Parsons-type player who can rush the passer. He could play in coverage. I mean, this is a do-it-all type linebacker. There's some worries he has maxed out physically, but I, I love his potential. I think he could be a game wrecker. Um, and I think Devontae White or Jordan Davis could also be a game wreck, a wrecker as well. Yeah. Um, but but I, I, lead, I lead N'Kobe Dean here. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine. I'm to, Like I said, I'm fine with Devontae Wyatt. I'm fine with N'Kobe Dean. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, what would the Eagles do? Um, part of me, I mean, a, a big part of me kind of wishes that they would they would go after N'Kobe Dean. But um, I, 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 can I mean, listen, we – yeah, yeah, I was gonna bring up trading back at eighteen. Um, you know, if he's still there, you could maybe trade back a couple slots, and you might be either able to get a, another second and go after a guy like George Pickens, or or uh, Andrew Booth, and then you can get a receiver in the second round. Um, All right, so at well, trading back eighteen, so. Um, yeah, either either one, Nakobe Dean or Devontae White. I kind of I I said stay at fifteen and it screwed us over. So I say go for it. You can you can uh make the decision here. See, I want Nakobe Dean, but like you said, that's not what the Eagles would do. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah. everyone at home screaming, take Nakobe Dean. So to go just to just you know go with it, go with what we think the Eagles would do here. I'm gonna say they're gonna they're gonna take Devontae Wyatt. Isn't a bad pick. It's not a bad pick at all. Not bad. Drake London off the board, 16. Tyler Lindemann to the Chargers at 17. That brings so us look, back up at 18. So you just I would be, be okay trading back here. I am too. Nicobe Dean is staring you in the face again, which is funny. But I could see the Eagles trading back. Because the Saints did not take a quarterback. Sure. You could trade back two spots to the Steelers. If the Steelers are looking at quarterback, they didn't. So did they pick already? The Steelers are at 20, but we, we could technically offer the Steelers a trade, but there are five teams interested in our pick right now. Oh, okay. The Green Bay Packers yeah. at 22. Uh, the Cardinals at 23, Falcons at 43, Vikings at 46, Dolphins at 102. I would wipe the la- I would probably wipe those last three picks off the board. Yeah, you're not getting the first back in that pick. So the- maybe the Cardinals, or the- I would be fine with the Cardinals or Packers. I'm trying to what? So what are the Cardinals? Do you think? What do you think they would be looking for? So Cardinals need guard. Uh, uh, center, maybe, maybe a receiver, interior defensive line, and corner. Um, maybe a receiver as well. So, I'm looking at this thing. Uh, the board, I think they could be targeting a, a Jordan Davis, they could be targeting a Chris Olave, Sky Moore, Andrew Booth, a Zeon Johnson, perhaps. Um, and uh, both Green Bay, Green Bay needs an offensive lineman, the Steelers need offensive yeah. linemen, Saints need offensive linemen. I think. Um, I think the the Cardinals train up here for an offensive lineman could make sense. Yeah, it could. Same with the Packers. You know, the Packers, they need a receiver, so I think you know they're going to probably go after that 
with our pick. Um, I'm wondering what you could get. You know, what do you think you could get from either team? The pack. If well, I guess if you're worried about the Cardinals taking a corner, then you'd rather take the uh, Packers. Then, sure. I now the question is: is it, with the Packers, everything we have is if we want to fall back further than 22, we could fall back all the way to 28 and look to get even more picks out of it. Yeah, uh, we can. I say just go back to 22 um, or 23. 22? One of those two. Yeah. That way you're not. Who do you have preference of trading with here? Do you want to trade um, the Packers or Cardinals? I'll I you make the, that decision. Uh, the Packers, because the Cardinals probably have more in common that needs like corner, uh, defensive lineman, and offensive lineman. Whereas I, I want to say the Packers at this pick are going to look at a Chris Olave or something um, to fill in the Devonta, uh, Devonta Adams. So you want to go with the. Packers. Yes, sir. Okay. Packers 22. So we're going to look to trade the number 18 pick for the 2022 pick. Um, sorry, the 20, the 22nd pick. Uh, to go on top of that 22nd pick, I am going to, do we want to, they have picks 53, 59, 92. Um, I would probably ask for one of 53 and 59 at least. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'll just go with go with 59 um now they're at it says we would have very low chance of accept getting this trade accepted so for that i'm willing to part with um 101 um yeah and then perhaps we could add i was gonna say a 2023 like fifth or fourth or something uh Yeah, let's try that. Let's try 2259, round five, 18101. Um, offer trade. They got accepted. Look at that. One for one on the trades. I think that's a good deal. We pick up uh, 2259 and a, you know, a flyer in 2023 for 18 and 101. That's just extra ammo to go get Bryce Young. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we resume the draft. Jermaine Johnson goes to the Packers at 18. There goes Malik, Malik Willis. Chris Olave to the Steelers. Nicobe Dean to no, the Patriots. And we're back up at 22. Jordan Andrew. Davis is still there. But here's where I think I would take Andrew Booth Jr. I agree. And answer that cornerback spot. 100% um, so agree. Let's take, let's take him. Easy pick. Um, I don't think we'll trade up any more into the first round so we will uh just fast forward this a little bit here i'm going to pause at the end of the first round here uh so looking at it looking at guys who should still be on the board um names i did not see get taken off yet include give me one second here I mean, the one guy I think I noticed, I don't think he went. I mean, Jahan Dotson's still there. If if the, Eagles Dotson, were, if the Eagles were interested in trading up to go get a receiver in the second round, he he might be the guy with George Pickens unless they fall. So, yeah, John Dotson's still on the board. George Pickens I would love as well. Um, I'm a big fan of George Pickens. I think he has the upside, a, a tremendous amount of upside. Um, Jordan Davis to the Cowboys just makes so much sense. <laughs> yes, it uh, does. Yes, it that, does. That Unfortunately. So, yeah, Pickens is on the board. Travis Jones, uh, we don't need an interior defensive lineman. Uh, Arnold Abiquetti, a defender at Penn State. Uh, Leo Chanel, linebacker out of Wisconsin. Do we have a um, – um, Do we have a – Two seconds, right? We have two seconds. We have uh, 51 and 59. Right. So I'm wondering, too, the other guy that could, you could double dip Penn State if if it falls the right way, too. Sure. Uh, do do we want to get a little bit more fun here and trade back up, or do we want to see how the nah, 
next few picks fall? Let's let's see how a few fall because uh, all right. I mean, so, um, the only worry is uh, maybe the Jets take a receiver. Absolutely. Uh, the Jaguars took guard Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M. Uh, I got to slow this back oh. down. So, so Ebiketti did come off the board. George Pickens did come off the board. Sky Moore came off the board. David Ajabo uh, so did, went off the board. So did Ajabo. Uh, Kyle Gordon off the board to the Jets. And number 39, the Bears select Jaden Petrie. Desmond Rhodes is the uh, Seahawks. Seahawks go for Boye Mafe. Colts select Travis Jones. Falcons select Sam Howe. I'm going to stop there. Jahan Dotson still on the board. You might have to go is get this, him. There's a place you so is a guy like Leo Chanel. Um, seeing if there's anybody else I'm missing here. Uh, don't think anybody else I'm missing. Um, so is this where we go up and get a uh, Jahan Dotson? I mean, Jalen uh, Tolbert is also on the board there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know who which one you like more. Um, I know people really like Jahan Dotson's tape. He's got the speed. He's you know got the hands. He, he's very explosive. The only concern with drafting Jahan Dotson is he's very similar to the guy you just drafted in Devontae Smith. True. True. So would you be okay having two of those guys plus Quez Watkins, who is just a third one of those <laughs> in the same receiver? Listen, court? we have the best route running receiver core. <laughs> Dotson um, is tremendous at uh, running routes, there's no doubt. Is there any other positions we would potentially look safety. at? Uh, safety. Safeties. Yeah, Bersker is should still be on the board. Yeah, that's the other one. Uh, I think I, that's who I would trade up to get right now is Brisker. So could you? Do we have a? Maybe you could flip uh, fifty-one and a third. You know, try to see if you can keep the fifty-nine. Sure. Do we want to do the twenty twenty-two third, or do we want to try the twenty twenty-three third, or we could try a fourth? Um. Or the fifth we just got from the Packers. <laughs> um, I do the see if they'll do the fourth. What about 51-166 and a fifth round pick next year? Go for it. Go for and, it. Uh, people, we know that these are probably bad trades. We get it. Uh, we're not very – we're not GMs. So that does allow us to trade up. Do we want to go get your Quan Brisker? Yeah, go get go get your safety. The Eagles kind of hinted in the offseason that they were looking at safety. They offered Marcus Williams a contract, and unfortunately, he didn't accept it. He accepted with Baltimore. So it does tell you that they are looking at safety as a position of need. All right, we're back to 59. Uh, I did speed it up. Uh, so players who went off the board of note um, – Edge defender Nick Bonito went to the Ravens. Linebacker Quay Walker to the Vikings. Jahan Dotson to the Saints. Um, Christian Wall to the Commanders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce Hall to the Bears. Kenneth Walker to the Chiefs. Uh, Drake Jackson to the Packers. Uh, DeMarvin Leal to the Cowboys. All right, so linebacker 59 there's a couple guys on the board here i'm looking at um i'm not really in love with any of these guys jalen tolbert's uh, there but if if we want to what was that i said jalen tolbert's there he, he is there i would say him or potentially a kingsley uh inagabar uh bar um one of the better pass rushers in this uh draft class um uh, we could go at linebacker brian awesome uh, who is a bit undersized, but uh, does have a lot of N'Kobe Dean-like traits and his ability to play uh, sideline to sideline. Uh, you also got uh, Josh Pascal, an edge defender out of Kentucky. Uh, Tolbert, as you mentioned. Uh, Chad Muma out of Wyoming. We, I'm trying to think. So we took, who do we take in the first round again? So first round, we took Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. Okay. And Andrew Boot Jr. Right. from Clemson. That's right. Okay. Then we took Brisker 
with the first second round pick. Do we want to go wide receiver since we address three needs defensively? So I was going to say, if I'm the Eagles, they're probably looking at receiver or edge rusher um, at that point, which, I mean, it's doesn't matter to me. It, it makes both make sense. I know we, um, we looked at Jahan Dotson originally. Um, so this is a probably a good spot for a receiver if you're the Eagles. I agree. And I, I let's take, let's take Tolbury's a little bit bigger than what they have in Devonte uh, Smith, six one one ninety four. big play threat. So another guy who can take off the top of an, a defense. Let's get Jalen Hurts another weapon offensively. All right. And that we, we won't be up for a while. I'm just going to fast forward it. We've done, I don't think the Eagles would make any more trades necessarily here. And we're up at 83 now. Um, we got a wide receiver. We got a corner. We got a safety. We got a defensive, uh, interior oh, defensive yeah. lineman. Is this where we want to go linebacker? I mean, I'm looking at the board. Brian Osama, who PFF has a, yeah. their 48th best player, average draft position of 71.3. He's on the board at 83. I could yeah. see the Eagles. The Eagles like going linebacker about right about the third, fourth round. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that'd do. be a, the pick yeah. right here. Yeah, they do. I know uh, Carson Strong is sitting there. Eagles might look at him as a as a backup quarterback, but they have Gardner still. So yeah, I'm totally fine with Brian Asamoa uh, as your uh, as your third round pick. Absolutely trying to bolster this defense uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Well, that is the first three rounds. Our next draft pick is at one twenty four. I don't think there's anybody on the board at this point where I feel the need that they, we need to trade up. I think yeah. uh, at this point, we kind of answered a bunch of our questions coming into the draft with, what was that, five solid picks in the first three yeah. rounds. Now we kind of play back, see who falls to us, and uh, just mm-hmm. fill some depth needs the rest of the way unless uh, we see unless there's somebody that really fall, keeps falling. Yeah, I agree. I I 100% agree. I like it. All right, then let's resume. We'll just fast forward this uh, all the way to pick 124. All right, so pick 124 here. We got top guys on the board, uh, Arizona State tackle, Kellen uh, Deesh, Miami edge defender, Dominique Robinson, UCLA wide receiver, Kyle Phillips, Oklahoma guard, Marquise Hayes, Western Kentucky quarterback, uh, Billy Zappe, Wisconsin tackle, Logan Bruss. Um, yeah, there's there's not a ton of people here that I really love uh, necessarily, Austin. No, there's not. Um, I think if they're going to draft something here, probably best player available. Um, they love taking depth offensive linemen around the fourth, fifth round. And that's why I'm looking at Marquise Hayes here. <laughs> We just did see Brandon Brooks retire, so they do need, uh, you know, and Jack Driscoll with the injury point. history. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm not sure if the Arizona State tackle has any uh, playing time at guard in his career. Uh, probably not, but uh, and he's a little older. Twenty four point six years of age. Yeah, like that's he is that's, older. Yeah, that's that's entering Danny Watkins' territory. No, I think we go with Marquise Hayes then. Go for it. Stay away from the fireman-esque pick. All right, Marquise Hayes will take the offensive line and get some depth on that offensive line. We'll fast forward to the next pick at 154, uh, coming right up here, and we are there. Um, all right, so we answered all the defense. We answered wide receiver. Picked up an offensive lineman. Uh, the one spot I think the Eagles could go with here is running back at 154. Um, Miles San- Sanders is entering the last year of his contract. You don't know if he's going to come back next year. You don't know what you're going to get out of him this year. Um, and while they do have a couple guys in that backfield you really like, um, I don't think you ever could shy away from adding too much depth to the backfield. And the guy I really like left on the board is BYU running back Tyler Algier. 
Um, he was fun to watch at BYU. Um, he he has solid speed. He runs through guys. Great yards after contact. 5'11", 224, only 22. So you could still get a couple good years, uh, quite a good couple good years out of him. I I think running back could be a spot here. Uh, but I mean, I think you go back to corner. You could go edge defender. What uh, are tight ends are even available? a tight end. What was that? I said, what are tight what tight ends are available? Tight ends available. Nothing that really stands out to me. Uh, Jake Ferguson, Wisconsin. Daniel Bellinger from San Diego State. Uh, Chigo Ziem Okonkwo from Maryland. Okay. No, nothing, nothing here that really pops out to me. Okay. Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina could be somebody to watch, but not 100% sold on that. Um, I mean, like a corner... Nothing really popping out to me on cor- at corner. Um, edge defender Jesse Luquette out of Penn State is still on the board, but I think he could still be there later. Um, so I, I think I think running back is probably the way to go here, unless you want to go maybe a, another wide receiver. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with running back. The other, I think the only other, um, the only other running back really is uh, Kyron Williams. It's yeah. probably the only is the only other uh, running back that kind of flashes to you. I mean, I know he's a little smaller. He's kind of bulkier. Yeah, he's uh he he but he's he's good at uh he's good receiving back and he's good at pass blocking. Yeah, which is kind of uh what's his face's mo. Um. I'm totally awesome. yeah. No, the other one. Uh, who did we draft last year? I can't think of the name. Oh, Gainwell. Yeah, Kenny Gainwell's a pass catcher. So yeah, we can go Tyler uh, Algier. Uh, and I don't know if the Eagles necessarily go running back here, but it, I mean they could. It would, it would they, make sense. Yeah, it would, especially like you mentioned with Miles being on the final year of his deal and not necessarily, you know trustworthy at this point you don't know if he'll stay healthy i guess the real question with the eagles at wide receiver is how many how many sorry at running back how many running backs did they carry last year uh probably three it was usually like three uh on game days you know they alternated boston scott and uh yeah gainwell sanders boston scott or gainwell jordan uh howard so I guess the real question is is how often would they look at taking at carrying four running backs next year? And um Yeah. Um uh, and they yeah, did guarantee they did guarantee Boston Scott's uh money. So tells you a little something. But they carried three running backs at the start of last year as well. So yeah. Would they take a running back here? Who knows? But I mean, at what are we in the fifth round? If you end up having to practice squad and end up practice squad. Um, yeah. All right. We're back at 162. Uh, um, best player available? Yeah, best player available is how I feel. All right. Then I would say quarterback Joshua Williams out of Fayetteville State. If we're going by PFF's uh, draft rankings, he's their 117th ranked player. We're at 162. That seems like a steal. Either that or, uh, you know, you take a, uh offensive lineman. You know, it, it's a classic Eagles thing to do. You go but... tackle North Dakota, Matt uh, Wallazetko. Uh, yeah. Six foot eight, 312, has a seven foot one uh, wingspan. I mean, sounds like a guy that. The, uh, Did you see the last, uh, you see the last sentence it said in there? He's the project out uh, team's <laughs> one. I mean, that's. That is a Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles traffic right there. Yeah, if you if you don't see uh, Project and Jeff Stoutland combined, I, I don't know what. <laughs> we'll take him. We'll take him for the project of Jeff Stoutland. Jeff Stoutland gets his next uh, Jordan uh, project here. Um, all right, round six. Sorry, we're going round seven, 237, our final pick of the day. Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. 
And at two thirty-seven, is everybody's favorite punter left? <gasps> everybody's favorite punter is now left. Man, oh, ways you got selected at two thirty. Crap! Oh no! Oh no! That's the oh, that's disappointing. But um. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you just take the shot. It doesn't really. Yeah, I would say, do we want to go corner or do we want to go quarterback in Brock Purdy? Uh, cl- in classic Eagles fashion, in honor of Clayton Thorson and the USFL, you might have to go Brock Purdy. We'll go Brock Purdy uh, to finish off the draft. And that's that's our draft. That's our mock draft. Uh, can, um, you want to go over the picks real quick again, Dylan? Once, absolutely. Uh, it, once it grades us, gives us an A because of how outstanding our draft was. Absolutely. So, it did not like the Devontae wide grade at the beginning. He, he, uh, PFF has him at 17. We took him at 15. But it's one of those things where they didn't have the Eagles need as a True. interior defensive lineman. But it is but the it, We know that. But we do know that the Eagles have talked about uh, def- interior defensive linemen, and their names have been associated with them in this draft. True. Um, number 22, Andrew Booth Jr. gave us an A for that selection. Gave us a C- minus for the trade. I'm not really worried about the trade. Uh, great. It's about it's, what we got for the trade. Or it's, it's about, about what the- we got for the trade, yes. Um, and we got Andrew Booth Jr. They gave us an A on that. We traded up for – we got your – Quan Brisker as part of that trade as well because we traded for uh, uh, round two pick 44. Um, so the trade, just to remember, uh, was pick number 22 and pick number 44 for pick 51, uh, round five, 166, and round five in 2023. And we got out of that trade, Andrew Booth Jr., Andrew Quan Brisker. Both got A, A- minus for those picks. I would say that's a win. Yeah, uh, wide yeah. receiver... Jalen Tolbert at round two, number 59. Got to be on that one. I think that's a good pick. Um, round three, uh, at 83, we picked up linebacker Brian Asamoa Asamoa out of Oklahoma. A-plus pick on that one. Round four, 124, we picked up Oklahoma guard Marquise Hayes. Received a B-plus there. Uh, round five, pick 154, BYU running back Tyler Algier was the pick. We received a B on that one. Uh, round five, 162, we picked up North Dakota tackle Matt Waladzetko, uh, Jeff Stallon's next great project. We received an A- minus on that one. And then round seven, 237, we picked up Iowa State quarterback Brock Purdy to add to the quarterback factory. We got A-. minus, And overall, we got a draft grade of an A- minus from Pro Football Focus. Thank you very much. I got to say, Austin. How we take notes. I like how this trade went. I like I, how it went a lot. I do too. Um, I, I really do because it. I really it, have no regrets. I don't either. It's for me, what it comes down to is I, we, we tried to put our, our brains into the Howie Roseman trust and figure out what, okay, where do we think the Eagles are going to go in this draft? And with the with these picks, you know, we I mean, we probably would have went to Kobe Dean ourselves at 15 or something. But the Eagles don't spend high draft capital on linebackers like that. So I, I like that we tried to stay true to what we think the Eagles are going to do and what they would do. So, I mean, I really I really like, you know, how that went. Unfortunately, I think the Eagles probably would have liked to use a higher pick on a receiver, but I mean, we ended up getting Andrew Booth, Jaquan Brisker and Jalen Tolbert because we traded back. Exactly. I mean, we, like I said, the trades or whatever, however it took us to get there. I don't think we gave up a ton for either of the trades we did. Um, But um, the way I look at it, is oh sorry I, I totally said the trades wrong. So earlier the trades were the Eagles trade pick one eighteen and pick one oh one in the third round to the Packers for one for round one pick twenty two round two pick fifty nine round five twenty twenty three and then we traded in the second round for pick forty four 
sat in pick 51, pick 166, and a 2023 fifth rounder to Browns. That's what the true trades were. But uh, yeah, we we addressed all the Eagles' big needs in the first four in the first five picks, and we all got players that could be impact players uh, yeah. this upcoming season. Interior defensive line isn't the biggest need for the Eagles, no, but arguably was the best player on the board at that time. It fills a need for when Fletcher Cox is possibly non-Eagle in twelve months from now. Andrew Booth Jr. You need a you need a you literally need a corner. You need a corner, and you need a future number one for after Darius Slay. Now you got a guy who can learn under Darius Slay, but also possibly be your number two corner as soon as this year. Jaquan Brisker, you fill your need at safety. Jalen Tobert, you add another weapon offensively. I would like a bigger. I. I think if if we're talking wide receivers, I really like Drake London, but I'm worried about the injury. Traylon Burks, but I'm worried about um, his rawness. And George Pickett, I love. I think he's going to be great. Just we haven't seen a ton of what he could truly do. We didn't see a ton of what he could truly do at Georgia. So I really want a big wide receiver, but the top three guys all have some decent worries about them. Um, So going Jalen Tolbert there, I'm fine with and. Then you added some good depth after uh, pick 83, Brian Osmo. You got a guard, you got a running back, you got a tackle, and you got a quarterback. I think I think we addressed really every need the Eagles yeah. truly had here outside of punter, and you'll find a punter. Yeah, it's yeah, a punter is your, if the punter and kicker are your, your biggest worries after you draft like that, you, it's a good draft. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I'm I'm really really happy with this draft. Um, like you mentioned, Devontae Wyatt is the replacement for Fletch. Um, I like Jaden Jalen Tolbert more than I would Drake London. I'm I'm actually not a big Drake London guy. Um, he kind of reminds me of Arthega in the sense of he played in the Pac-12 and he made a lot of contested catches, but he also couldn't get open because of it you know a lot of his catches were like big catch radius and he's blanketed so either that tells you the dude just has a good catch radius or he can't get open one of the two absolutely and i think that's definitely a fair fair uh statement and worry to have um any other thoughts on this mock draft for this episode no, I think I think that's it. I'm excited for the draft. Hopefully, the Sixers don't cloud the um, the draft. You know, depending on the result of that game. So, um, go Birds, because draft night should be fun. Yeah, go Birds, and I mean Sixers are trying to kill us, uh, but on the other hand, the Phillies are winners of. Uh, Four of their last six now, uh, eighteen runs in the last two games. It's it's uh, things Definitely are possibly turning up with the Phillies. Sixers not so much. Eagles we'll find out in the night in about uh, forty eight hours from this recording. Yeah, and the Flyers only have two more games left, so uh, that's fun. <laughs> thank God, thank God that season is almost over. Let's go lottery. Uh, let let's end this on some good good vibes. I'm gonna do an NHL lottery simulator here, and we're gonna the Flyers are gonna get the first pick here. You ready? I'm gonna yeah yeah. I manifest it, manifest it, manifested. We're gonna do it right now. The Flyers end up with the fifth pick. Never mind. And uh, yeah, no good vibes anymore. Good vibe, bad vibes everywhere. Uh, but yeah. Uh, go birds on Thursday night uh, in the draft. Uh, go Sixers. Go Phillies. Um, Flyers keep losing. Uh, other than that, anything else, Austin? No, I think that's it. Hit it right All on right. the head. Well, thank you everybody for listening to an episode of Two Stakes in the Sound Level Podcast. My name is Don't Count Curly. He's Austin Mancini. Be sure to subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening. Be sure to leave a review, a rating, uh, share the podcast with your friends, families, fellow that. Fellow Philadelphia sports fans, or anybody you like who you uh, feel uh, would enjoy our podcast, uh, join the Discord. On TikTok, 
yeah, join the Discord. Join the Discord. You can find the link on our Twitter. Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook. Uh, yeah, you guys all know that we say that at the end of every episode. If you're not doing it already, uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna start coming to your doors, knocking, uh, making sure you guys do it. Uh, but other than that, uh, everybody have a great week. Have a good weekend this weekend. We'll be back with you guys next week. Probably next week uh, to recap the draft and hopefully talking about the Sixers advance into the second round. Uh, but I'm going to be honest, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, but until then, everybody, have a good one. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Go Bears. Uh,